podcast is brought to you by CoinRoll, automated trading made easy. CoinRoll empowers traders to compete with professional algorithmic traders and hedge funds. No coding required. CoinRoll helps you set automated trades and never miss a rally or get caught in a dip. CoinRoll obsessively seeks out effective market indicators to enable smart allocation of funds while putting you in control of your trading machine. For more information, go to CoinRoll.io. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I got a very special guest. Right now, one is in London, one is in Italy. But today I got Gabrielle and Olag with CoinRule. How are y'all doing today? Great. Hi, hello. Hello, everyone. Of course. Well, excited to have y'all. As I was saying before the show started, y'all are my first joint guests that I've had on my show. So I'm really excited to, to see how this goes. And of course, for everyone listening, we also record this via video. So if you want to go check, it, check us out on YouTube, please do so. But before we get started, give us a little bit of background on both of each other. So go ahead, Ola, go ahead and kick us off with that. Mm -hmm, sure. So my background is I grew up in Germany, studied in the UK, went to Oxford, did an MPhil degree here, worked in banking for a few years, got a bit tired of the whole you know, traditional finance industry, started my first startup. We joined an accelerator program. That's where I met Gabriele. And I was already really getting into the whole crypto and blockchain space around that time. That's about three and a half years ago now. And then a while later, we started CoinRoll together. Awesome. Yeah. And for me, I started my working career in Finland, in Helsinki. I was working at Nokia. Then I went over to Boston at the MIT, working in a research lab. And then after that, I've been for more than 10 years in London, working always for several innovation labs of banks. So HSBC... It's banking group, UBS. Uh, and then uh, in the meanwhile, the last five, six years, I've been trying to, to start my own venture. And uh, this is the third one and it's going very well. I got into cryptocurrency space in 2012 when I bought my first Bitcoin and I sold it after a few months and I made a 4% return. <laughs> so I was very happy about that, but apparently it was not. Yeah, so let, let's stay on that real quick. The first introduction to crypto. So you, you personally said it was 2012. How did you first hear about it in the first place? And then after you learned about it, at which point were you like, okay, there's something to this. I want to stay in this industry. It was, it was uh, casual, I would say. I, I was, at that time, I was hanging out with a lot, lot of researchers from MIT or Boston University or computer scientists. Someone mentioned Bitcoin. So I, I did some research. I found Coinbase and that's the only coin they had at that time. And I bought $400 just to, to play around. Then 2016, I went just back to check my account the, I mean, I was already working in the fintech, what was called you know, fintech finance and technology and with innovation labs. But then on Coinbase, I saw this new coin, Ethereum. And I was like, oh, what's that? And I bought a little bit and then eventually it was growing a lot and then more, more, more. And then, and then I started meeting a few friends that also were interested in that. And then I really joined all the, all, all the, all the industry or reading news every day, every, every two, three hours. I got really addicted in that period and, and, and I understood that the decentralized finance, cryptocurrency, blockchain, DLTs, at the future, the new frontier of, of the fintech. So I, I would say for me, 
fintech is already the yeah, old finance. Definitely. What about you, for you, Oleg? So for me, it started with me just being really interested in kind of monetary policy, economic regimes around the world, political economy. So I was working in banking. I was working with governments. I was seeing a lot of interesting things. I kind of, I must have become aware of Bitcoin around also 2012, 13, but I was like so busy in finance. I just didn't really have the time to engage with it. And when I left my banking job, I actually started really to go much more actively to fintech and just tech events, started to talk to people. And at some point it just clicked, blew my mind and I I couldn't really stop engaging with it anymore. No, that's amazing. And so you're starting to learn about this and you can't really ignore anymore. And so y'all come together and you create coin rules. So tell us about what year was this? When, how did you like put all this together? And tell us a little bit about this smart assistant that's designed exclusively for cryptocurrency traders. So the, yeah, the way we met was very interesting. We were part of this accelerator called the Mass Challenge that usually, usually it's uh, held in the, in, held in, in Boston. Uh, but this time they also had an edition in London. So there was me, Oleg, another like 20 entrepreneurs and also Zenek, our CTO. And we all had different companies. And I had like a day job. In the evening, I used to go back to my co-working space with my employees. And I was super stressed. But on the other side of the big table, there was this guy that was always like asking me, oh, let's catch up. You know, let's have a chat. Let's have a coffee. And then eventually at some point, I was like, yeah, okay, let's have a chat. And then when we talked, we just like had such a good brainstorming about like crypto. I was already playing around in my mind with some... Uh, kind of portfolio type of app that was based more, more, more on goals, on some, on some objectives. So you can save and trade a cryptocurrency because you wanted to, for example, buy a house. So I already had some sketches. And then uh, we also, you know, defined this problem about automation. And, uh, and, and that's, you know, we basically stopped our current ventures and we started CoinRule. And then after also Zenek, our CTO, joined after a few months. Uh, so basically from three companies, just... You know, we just focus wow. on So a giant mesh, everything come together at the right time to, to focus on that. And Oleg, can you kind of just elaborate on, you know, why did you kind of either blend the three or stop the three to, to focus primarily on this? I mean, f- first of all, because it's a huge opportunity. I mean, it's just something that makes sense. Like there is this millennial generation, people are starting to invest, people are massively into crypto. It's like the new big thing. It's more transparent than traditional finance. It's more kind of accessible to, to normal people. They start trading. And suddenly they really say, even this new market is really controlled by, you know, professionals and whales and bots and all this. So these people, they discover that they need something that would help them to compete in that market. And Coinu is that tool that helps them to compete. And it's just something that's so obviously makes sense. I mean, if you look at some of the traditional trading platforms, if you look at the Bloomberg terminal, it looks compared to some of the tech and user experience stuff we have today. It looks like something from the 80s. So we have this new generation of software, of platforms that just helps a new generation of people to actually engage with the market. So speak to that a little bit. So if I'm a brand new investor, so for, for one of my newbies that are listening to the podcast or for one of my OGs that's been in it for a while, like who is CoinRule for and how would you come up and use this particular platform? So yeah, CoinRule is for hobbyist investors. It's for someone that put like some coins on Binance, on Coinbase, and then they start understanding that uh, manual, manual trading takes so much time. And, and obviously, it's people have like proper day jobs, so day trading is not their, their own activities. So at that point, those users start looking for a, a, an automation tool, especially because more than 94%, 95% of the market, the traders 
are not really coders, so they cannot program. Even if they are programmers, they don't want really bother to writing a script, run it on a, a secure server, and, and take care of all, all the life cycle of, of the of the development. So they just want an off-the-shelf solution. So for these people, they can just use coin rule. So where you can say if Bitcoin goes down two percent according to these uh, conditions, volume, market cap, price, and mayor SI, etc., etc., buy these other coins like Ripple. So you can create a very simple automation or very complex as much as you want. And you can test your correlation. So I always meet, when I go to meetups and events, I always meet people that have some sort of assumptions about correlation between coins or the best time to buy a specific asset. So with coin, you can actually set up an account for free and you can test those assumptions. And uh, now we are also launching the backtesting functionality so that you can actually test those rules on historical market data. So you can have an informed guess how the rule they would have performed in the past. So all this kind of off-the-shelf kind of package, package product for automation is something that's not been done before. So it's a very novel proposition. Yeah, that is unique. And I've been part of a, a crypto fund. And one of the things that we did early was trying to automate a lot of those things and, and trying to test assumptions. And just like you said, backtest it against historical data. So I definitely see why that's powerful. Is CoinRoll more focused on a more affluent investor or more educated investor who, who can use some of these more complex figures? Or let's say if you're brand new and you just want to learn how to try to do some of these things, is there an opportunity for them as well? So there's definitely an opportunity for beginners. I mean, in a way, that's kind of really what what we focus on almost. We provide a lot of educational material. It's Coinro is actually fun to use. People are helpful. We have a super helpful community on Telegram. Our head of trading is always hands-on involved to guide people and help them to actually understand what's going on in the market. Now, let's say you're a complete beginner, probably you will not be trading, you know, with like technical indicators, but you might still use CoinRule to build simple rules that will protect your portfolio or that will catch an opportunity if the market is going up fast. So yeah, definitely for someone who has just bought his first crypto on Coinbase or Binance, they they can already get started on CoinRule. That's great. And on that, I mean, I know that y'all are having some pretty good success. If I'm not mistaken, y'all just did a successful... uh, Fundraising, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, yes. We actually live on Cedars as we speak. Uh, so crowdfunding campaign going on. The first two days already in private sale, we reached 100%. So uh, and then we went public and we are overfunding up to uh, half a million pounds. Uh, so there's still space in the next four to five weeks to, to invest. It's been very good actually, like receive very good investors from like you know, the former head of uh, head of uh, what was all, all like head of marketing of Stripe or oh, head of revenue. Yeah, head uh, of revenue. Yeah, joining the round, uh, the crowdfunding round. Uh, we had like, some good names really that are expert in finance. So actually, we will leverage some of them to become advisors. Probably it's going very well. This is our second fundraise. We did the first one last year. Uh, the lead investor was a bank, an Hungarian bank, MKB. They they actually were the first one believing in the project. They, they welcomed us in the in their the accelerator program program in Budapest. At the end, we won a prize like the best startup. They invested. We got two more angels, and that was the previous round. And now this is another, you know, like the seed round that we are finalizing, basically end of November. Good deal. Well, I know that's exciting for y'all, and also just goes to show what a good product you must have. Um, so everyone listening, definitely, you know, take some time, go check them out see how you can utilize coin rule because it seems extremely impressive. But to kind of shift gears a bit, you know, I know that y'all have both been in this space for a really long time and there's a lot going on in the industry in this space right now. 
what are some things in in the space that currently have your attention? Mm-hmm. I mean, for me specifically, like decentralized finance over the last few months, the whole story behind it, it's amazing. Um, I mean, it's something we've been following for, you know, let's say a year and a half, fantastic projects, synthetics, uh, lots of cool stuff. But it just kind of like felt that there wasn't yet this people were building. Right. And this summer with the whole liquidity mining, et cetera, the hype started. And you know how powerful crypto can get when there is really this hype behind it. And just, just it was almost like a computer game, the craziness that was going on. But in that, we forget how big this is. This has literally the potential to do to banks, to financial intermediaries, what the internet did to the post office and the telecoms firms. Literally just wipe them out, replace them with something much better. So. As much as I enjoy like playing this computer game of DeFi and crypto, what's actually behind it, it's mind-blowingly exciting. And although this has now calmed down, obviously the, the, on the long term, like the fundamentals are extremely strong. So I'm super excited. About yeah, that. on that, just like you said, it's extremely exciting and it's a, dis- it's a true disruptor. I mean, when you look at the financial institutions that have been put in place, we've kind of been doing the same thing for almost thousands of years. Just the institution of currency of what you're using to do it has changed. but when you think about why this is disrupting in such a way, we're moving to digital. The world is digitalized and decentralized in a lot of ways as well. I think DeFi is a really great way and first step into starting to make that happen a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. How about yourself, Gabriel? Yeah, so I think we had always this idea that the Nasdaq, when it was created as a kind of the market for uh, digital companies, kind of inherited all the mechanics from the old Wall Street world and and and, uh, and and didn't seem right in fact now you know tokenization is a big topic in this space i mean we i mean i think that at some point they just like nasdaq will be using i mean they already start doing some proof of concept they will be using blockchain they will be using like several several tokens erc20 to actually create what what's now it's called stos so basically the the offering of proper shares of the company in a token format so it's something that has to happen because you know doing paper and paper like like very like a lot of paperwork for signing like to buy some shares is something from another center, right? And um, and then that's not that's like it's to change. So I think it's a natural process that decentralized finance will become the new rails and the new infrastructure for the, the traditional finance. It's just the question is like how long it will take. With all the technology we have seen in the last years, so all the buzzwords like big data, UX, or you name it, like they are usually uh, they usually have the first hype and it's like you know kind of the early adopters, but then we end up not not hearing about them anymore because they get absorbed into the methodology and the techniques of several disciplines. Or if you're a backend developer from a developer or if you're a designer, you just absorb those techniques. They become standard state of art for the industry. So I think that's what will happen also with decentralized finance, tokenization. And Thank all. you for that. And it is going to be interesting to see how regulation starts to be put around this. And as we start to get more context around what are the rules of engagement, I think you start to see a lot more people beginning to enter the space and be more active in it as well. But another question I want to pose to you both is, I think we are heading to another potential global recession. A lot of the writings are on the wall. And when you look at Bitcoin in the first place, back in you know 08, when the, the last recession happened, Bitcoin was made in response. So of course, as this one's headed, the use case of cryptocurrency slash Bitcoin, everything that's going on is truly being tested. So as we go in, and of course, we're starting off this next decade with this going on. So in the next decade, what are some things that are on your mind that you think could materialize and that you're interested in watching as this industry continues to grow? 
Yeah, that's 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 the million dollar question, right? <laughs> or billion dollar, really. I would say there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, you kind of you touched upon the point. Let's say there's a global recession. What will crypto assets do? I mean, we all hope that Bitcoin, let's say, will hold up as a hedge against the like macro crisis. But then at the same time, we know actually in March the market, the crypto markets also went down because still a lot of the capital in crypto sees crypto as a risk asset, which then drops right. if everything drops. I, I would expect that if markets drop, initially crypto and Bitcoin will still drop, but probably less than many other assets and then will recover quickly. I think that would be a huge thing to watch just to see that Bitcoin really establishes itself as like a hedge against macro. The other big trends, I mean, obviously there are a million, but like two just to highlight right now, one is uh, kind of publicly listed companies entering the crypto space, like the PayPal announcement the other day, Square holding Bitcoin in its treasury, a couple of the other funds, Galaxy Holdings, etc. That's, that's huge. Will we see more huge news? Will we see more and more publicly listed companies holding part of their funds in Bitcoin? I absolutely think so, but that's like a critical thing to watch out. And the final thing, central bank digital currencies, that's coming. It's going to have a massive impact, but it's hard to predict how. The immediate impact is that if the central bank can literally put a coin directly into your bank account, that changes the way how monetary policy is done. But it also has a huge impact on hey, suddenly we need like these blockchain rails to be running across the banks and the people's bank accounts. So people suddenly get exposure to basically crypto assets straight out right. coming from the central bank. So I think the threshold for people to enter non-central bank crypto assets will drop massively and will just really open the market for, for everyone. Yeah, all great points. It would be the dream. I, I think it will take a few years, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think some of it will happen. I mean, the central bank digital currencies, like that's what the central banks are trying to do to prevent potentially even the next crisis. So I think that could happen sooner than we think because they need this tool. What else will happen? Right. It's hard to say, right? I mean, the, the one thing that can facilitate that process is also if cryptocurrency project opens up a little bit towards open APIs and you know, the banking API, PSD2. The, the, at the moment, I don't, I don't see like Polkadot or, or like other good chains, even Algorand or, or Solana working towards that. But I think they should like kind of step down a little bit from the cryptocurrency revolutionary mood and approach and, and kind of become a little bit more mainstream and to start working with more like mainstream technology so that they can facilitate the process of uh, uh, kind of consolidation of Bitcoin and all, all the blockchain. Yeah, space. I mean, if you look at mass adoption, what does that look like? It has to get to a point to where anyone can pick up and intuitively use it. Crypto's not there yet. I think we are actively moving towards it and actively trying to build it. You know, we got some time before we're there. However, the companies that are sticking around and actually trying to build to last, unfortunately, with over 7,000 currencies available, cryptocurrencies rather, not all of them were meant and had the best intentions of mind to try to build something that would last and work. A lot of it was just, how do we make as much money in the shortest amount of time? So of course, a lot of that's going to start weeding out in the companies that remain and are able to have true use cases and, and people use them. I think that's where it gets a little bit more powerful. And a lot of this, uh, the, the value that's being driven from crypto becomes even more valuable. So I appreciate both of your answers. I think they're very thorough. Also appreciate y'all's time in explaining your corn rule and, and all the insights that you've given us. But before we go, I always like to ask our guests, 
what is the final thought that you want to leave with our listeners? So I will now pose that to both of you. I think one thing I want to say is like, we really believe in less inequality on the market in finance. And, and that's why we started CoinRule to allow normal people to have powerful tools in their hands as much as investment bank and hedge funds have at the moment. So basically we help people fight back these, these big institutions. It's a little bit utopic as well, because that requires a lot of teaching time and, and bringing people on a learning process. But we think that the big opportunities is between when you have a user that's pretty beginners and intermediate and they know something about trading, but they don't know much. So that's where the big opportunity is. And we can really make a difference by educating also all the rest of the world other than Japan. Because I mean, Japan, if you go to Japan, they, they have like a very good wealth management culture. You know, personal finance is something that your family is you're supposed to do. It's kind of culturally accepted. I don't see that happening in Europe, in South America, South Africa, and US. So I think the rest of the world could benefit from kind of learning a little bit more how to manage the personal finances. And then that's, that's why we started control, to give them the tool to do that's that. Mm -hmm. That's a great point, which definitely I completely agree with. Maybe one element that I'm thinking about is how international this whole market is. I'm loving to see how many users we have from places like Indonesia, Nigeria, Brazil, places where people just didn't have that same amount of access to investment opportunities. I mean, it's easy for us in, you know, in London or in the US to buy, let's say, Tesla stock or whatever financial assets we want. We underestimate how difficult it is for 80% right. of the world population. And suddenly you have crypto, suddenly you can really access so many of these financial opportunities so easily. But to really do that in the right way, not to get scammed, not to, to, to face market risks without help, you need tools. And that's really why we are so passionate in building Coinu, because we genuinely think it can make a difference for so many people. And that's amazing. And, and something I want to reemphasize here is that you're creating access. And just like you said, what's a great point is that most of the world doesn't have access to financial tools that can help them create wealth and generate wealth or even start conversations to understand what that even looks like. I call crypto the great equalizer of the world because now, as long as you have a way to get it, trade it, and learn more about it, you can actively jump into it without having a whole lot of money to start in the first place. And that money that you're generating might be more stable than your local currency. So it's just, it's an amazing time. I really enjoy and appreciate what y'all are doing with the coin rule and the access that you're trying to provide. Thank you again for your time. What are ways that people can connect with you and learn more about what you have going on? In the first place, we'll be the Cedars campaign. So it's cedars.com slash coin rule. You can go there and, and talking about like access to finance, you can invest as low as 10 pounds. So it's very, very accessible and you can, get, you can get our pitch deck and you can learn more about our story or you can send us an email, gab at coinrule.io or Oleg at Crunchyroll.io. So we have all connectors on LinkedIn. We are very, we are very open to all these social media. Amazing. Well, again, thank you both for being on the show and for everyone listening. Stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from A. Bryant 41. You can tell that Richard has a passion for connecting the unknown to the listener. He makes crypto a lot easier to comprehend. It's one thing to know what crypto is, but to understand is what the podcast has helped me to do. Love it. 
We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent.